Welcome to the Bitcoin Builders Podcast. Welcome, Pascal. <laughs> I'm, I'm super happy to, to, to meet you. So I've done some research about you. Uh, I would say in, in a few words that you are a learner, an entrepreneur, and a very curious mind. So you started in 2011 uh, studying blockchain. And quickly, three years after that, you, you built your first company and then you, you built several companies afterwards. Um, so my first question would be, uh, how would you describe your first uh, uh, interest in, in blockchain technology and Bitcoin? How was it in 2011? What led you to, to have this interest? So that, that sp specific moment when I uh, first encountered uh, Bitcoin uh, back in 2011, I, descri I, I describe it with two words, uh, tech crush. So, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. be being a technical, uh, having a technical background uh, allowed me really to uh, appreciate deeply the potential of Bitcoin. And, uh, you know, many, most developers, they like just uh, fooling around in open source projects or just, you know, uh, making use this project but just for the sake of coding uh, you know recoding mm -hmm. a uh, snake and ladder game or uh, whatnot and oh, yeah. ever since uh, I, I got exposed to bitcoin and blockchain tech everything related to coding everything like 100 of my fooling around uh as a coder uh was gravitating around uh stuff in uh, bitcoin or mining or cryptocurrencies and uh Like the many companies I, I've built uh, over the years st still revolved also uh, around cryptocurrencies or enterprise adoption. So it literally was a life changer for me because uh, my interest was so high that like I gra started gravitating my whole uh, coding, my whole uh, thoughts around yeah. uh, that sector. Uh, I would have one question. So I, I think you spent, uh, I, I would say, uh, about thousands of hours coding in blockchain technology. But like you said, some coders, they, they may be playing with a snake game or in some other useless tools. What, um, what, what, why did you believe that this particular technology was different from the other many technologies open source that exist? I mean, you could have uh, worked on any open source project, but you felt that this one was uh, a bit different. Uh, is it only the technology or is there an economical aspect that uh, that that was also considered? Why why this one and not another one? Because lots of different developers work on lots of different open source projects. So, you know, 2011, uh, if you put everything in context, uh, we were to a point where Bitcoin and blockchain wasn't known at, at all. There was only a handful of people active in this space. So everything had to be done. And I feel oh, like yeah. as a kind of super, super recent and immature technology, there were more low hanging fruits, like m more easy stuff that would have an eye impact to do uh, than oh, yeah. in other technologies. Uh, you know, like uh, that's how I would want to create a new word processor, right? Mm -hmm. uh, like like it, it would be tough for me to kind of build something to have a, a, an impact where uh, where you know in uh, in bitcoin blockchain everything ha had to be done uh, uh, around that tech and there was many of small things that had a good impact that could be done uh, so it was easier to um, for me to do them but also easier for me to you know while the years kind of uh, develop and unfolded it was easier for me kind of to identify because I ended up you know uh, let's, say, let's say in 2014 uh, mm -hmm. having three years of coding experience and you know exposure to the cryptocurrency space where you know most people would have six months or a year uh, so oh, yeah. the fact that I was <laughs> an early adopter gave me a, a, a unique position in the growth mm -hmm. of that sub, sub industry compared to other, uh, all the other tech pieces I could have built. Uh, okay. And of course, for sure, uh, when, when there's a new tech that interests you and you start making money with it, uh, you're even more interested. What's not to like <laughs> uh, when you start making money and just like the, the sheer price of Bitcoin from 2011 oh, yeah. to 2014 to 2016, uh, you know, Just that uh, it was kind of the icing on the cake. Uh, yeah. Kind of get me motivated to a next level. Yeah, I, I totally understand. Cool, that, that's really interesting. So basically, I would say that you have some kind of uh, asymmetric bet in the sense that uh, you were very early 
uh, a lot of work was to be done. So every incremental piece that you could bring would have a lot of, uh, of lot of impact. So that's very very interesting. But uh, so we, we've been talking a bit about about Bitcoin. Well, I wouldn't uh, call since... it a bet because that's what I wanted to do. Like the, oh, okay. the compromise or, you know, the, 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 there was no other option or nothing on the line. You know, when you bet, you, you put something on the line and you could oh, yeah. like th there was nothing on the line. That's what I wanted to do. And I was doing what I wanted to do. So there's no uh, kind of compromise was... in that situation. <laughs> perfect. So it was a perfect uh, move in, in, in a sense. Um, so we have been talking a bit about Bitcoin and blockchain. My question would be, uh, since you've been involved in the space for a long time, how would you describe uh bitcoin to to someone who has no knowledge in the subject so let's pretend that you are talking to to a, a listener and the the, the 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 person you're talking to has really no idea what it is and would like to have a first uh id what 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 would you say to this person uh that bitcoin is uh is a digital currency a cryptocurrency uh so it's it's like any other currency. <laughs> it's like a, a a form of a. Uh, it's an asset. It's a it's a form of a store of value, but that mm -hmm. is controlled by users of the internet. So you know mm -hmm. how you know let's say uh, let's say U.S. dollar is controlled by you know the U.S. government, oh, and the, you know the, yeah. the, the 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 country. So it's it's the currency that represents the country of U.S. It's used by people in the U.S. Uh, and it's controlled by by its government. So I would say that like Bitcoin is the money of the internet, so the country of the internet. So it, it, you know it's controlled by by the internet. So really nobody nobody owns the internet. Nobody like it, it came up with the internet. It's a it's a network uh, effect that makes it possible. So same thing for Bitcoin. And you know it's being used on the internet uh, by people on the internet. So it's like the it's like the federal money of the internet. Uh, yeah, if it's where, a, it's a good if where you have access to internet, you have it, uh, mm -hmm. and it's 100% digital, so there's no kind of uh, bills uh, or coins. Um, and yeah. and to, to this person, what uh, what what advice would you, what what kind of message would you like to send them? So to a pre-coiner, so I would say someone who has never touched any Bitcoin, what kind of message would you like to send? Would you suggest them to get interested, to pass the ray? What would you like to tell them if you if you had the opportunity? Uh, there would be two points I would want to highlight uh, to a pre-coiner. Um, first one is the way it's made, the way Bitcoin is made, it's made to be deflationary, uh, a term that like maybe not a lot of people are used to, but they're mm -hmm. used to the term, the opposite term, inflation. So, yep. uh, you know, most currencies, they are designed, they're engineered to, uh, you know, lose value over time uh, uh, for people to spend. So that's how they're, they're engineered uh, by, you know, having more and more supply, uh, the injection of supply always increasing. But in the way of in the in the in the case of Bitcoin, uh, it's engineered to gain value as the injection of supply diminishes. Uh, mm -hmm. So that's like one thing to keep in mind. So if you compare a pair of like something designed to be deflationary uh, and you try to denominate it in something else that is made to be inflationary, like Bitcoin and USD, uh, like it's obvious that it will tend that the, the, the Bitcoin, that the deflationary one will tend kind of to gain value, especially when dominated in a currency that's being devalued. Uh, mm -hmm. So that, that's like one of the important mechanism uh, when trying to do kind of the comparison with uh, uh, government money, uh, fiat. Uh, yeah. So it's designed to gain value and to uh, have the injection of, of new units diminishing. So that's the, the first point I would say. And the second one yeah. is uh, that currently, uh, you know, even as of 2019, it's, there's some risks, inherent risk of owning Bitcoin in the sense that like you need to control your own keys like there's no kind of bank equivalent or there's no number to call uh if, if something wrong happens uh, and most of the time it's not on the technological side it's not like the chain the bitcoin chain being compromised that doesn't happen it's more on the governance side it's how people like they forget their password they have like a hacker uh go there or even their grandson stealing it so it's like there, there's kind of no emergency number you can call so yeah. there's a risk uh, in there, uh, 
uh, yeah. I think that's a, a good point that you mentioned. So to summarize for, for the listeners, so the first one would be uh, the value of Bitcoin is, is, is built in a way that uh, each unit is, is more scarce than what you have with uh, regular money. So in a sense that no one can inflate the supply, which means that over time, uh, each unit may tend to uh, be more valuable. And the second point of, of, of the risk, I would summarize it as uh, this is a piece of technology where people are, are put in charge. They become more sovereign. And it comes with a with the downfall that you are responsible for what you do. So if if you're interested in Bitcoin at some point and don't take the time to to learn uh, the good practices, you may face big big problems in in loss of funds because indeed there is no emergency number at all. That so no one can help you if if you lose your keys, uh, you you will be uh, in a in a in a big in a big problem. Yeah, there's a certain burden coming with uh, yeah. being the owner of Bitcoins, and there's currently like no popular service to do the custody for you. Mm -hmm. But we can imagine that, uh, especially the, the Bitcoin industry will will build those services for for the people because we are kind of early. It's only, it's only been uh, about ten years, so we can imagine a future where you would have some kind of of banking institutions that uh, provide you simplified Bitcoin account in a, in a sense. Uh, yep. Those kinds of services will will probably emerge because there will be a need for the. Yeah, the even fix. if you pay like half a percent of your balance, let's say per mm -hmm. year, that price, like that that price, like the, the value of uh, like uh, having it guaranteed is worth yeah. something. Yeah, uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, I have a, another question regarding Bitcoin. So we defined it. We sent uh, the messages uh, to the public, in a sense. Um, my next question would be. Um, if oh, is there a way that at, as, do you envision a, a way for Bitcoin to fail? If if yes, how how would that uh, what what would it be? What what would be what what would be a way uh, according to you for Bitcoin to fail and uh, disappear from from the face of the earth? If there is any, if there is a way. So by failing, you mean like stop existing? Yeah, I, I know that this is a weird question, but I'm 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 trying to to think like someone who's a pre-coiner and would say, okay, this this looks interesting, but I fear that this is uh, something that uh, will disappear. So I will I would lose my money, or this is a stupid idea. So the idea is to 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 answer this question of of the of the ultimate failure of the of of Bitcoin. Is there a way, according to you, that Bitcoin would disappear i know it sounds weird but do you think it's it's doable or and if yes for what reason or uh, on the opposite if no why why, why will it never fail uh, so you know fail is the uh, i would say generic term uh, you know is it possible that's worth nothing one day uh, is a different question than, than like will it disappear like will we be enable unable to uh, to, to run a you know a node or to access a wallet, um, mm. so yeah okay I would say I would say it's I a agree. weird question, but like like in the way that if it's wiped out like it's impossible to reaccess a wallet or you know to rerun a node, uh, you know the possibility of that uh, you know for that to happen there would need to be a lot of stuff disappearing way before uh you know mm. including like the internet including like digital storage <laughs> yeah. you know if there's a solar storm and like you know every bit of every data gets erased uh, you know that's it's possible uh but like there would be a lot of uh, way more stuff that would disappear uh in that sense before or at at once so i would say like the issues that would make bitcoin disappear from the earth are not specific to bitcoin there would be a, yeah. a lot of stuff <laughs> okay. disappearing at once. Uh, so it doesn't worry me that much. It's, they're not tailored for uh, cryptocurrencies. Um, and then for it to be worthless, uh, it's hard. <laughs> like I see, like you know, the way I see it is. Uh, Bitcoin is kind of the, the first instance of a uh, kind of sensor-proof uh, digital asset that, it, that has some kind of value. Uh, and there, like, I think that there will always be a form of like, digital uh, uh, scarce unit that are valuable. Mm -hmm. uh, so like, the, like, Bitcoin as a trademark, will they disappear? 
I would be super surprised. Uh, I would be super, super surprised. But what's for sure is like people will always want to have like stuff valuable online. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, I would say that in a sense, if we if we consider Bitcoin as simply an ID that is uh, digital scarcity that you can trade online, um, this is just an ID and this is just uh, text basically because uh, in the end code is just text. So it would be another to say um, this ID would never really disappear because it's a need for for the people to to be able to store the value online. Uh, and trade it easily. So yeah, yeah, and it's, a, you know, it's a need. It's a need that has been somewhat validated already with kind mm -hmm. of you know hundreds of billions of value in cryptocurrencies, uh, and mostly dominated by Bitcoin. So yeah, mm -hmm. like that, that that's not going anywhere. And there's some you know uh, validated uh, purpose for it. Uh, yeah. Will the trademark disappear? Like you know the the, the logo and the the word itself. Uh, oh. Unlikely, super unlikely, uh, but it's tough to predict the future. Yeah, true, true. But you could say that as long as there is this need to store uh, value and wealth, uh, the idea will not disappear. And I think it's very uh, primitive need, this, uh, this need to store what, what we have. It's been what humans have been doing for, for hundreds of years. So as long as you have some, some production, you can put some to the side. To, to prepare for the future or for the un, for the unknown. So in a sense, we could even imagine Bitcoin as a way to to try to to protect yourself for future unknown events. So you want to put some some to the side so that in the future you can deal with uncertainties. Mm -hmm. Okay. So thank you for all these uh, these reflections. Um, I, I have more maybe more personal questions regarding that you are working uh, the in the Bitcoin industry. Um, one question that is a bit personal would be like, what is uh, your your biggest achievement? What is the the thing you are the most proud of uh, if, if, that you did in the past years? Uh, it's hard to pinpoint one thing, but like, there's one thing for sure that I'm that that comes in my mind right now. Like, I'm super super proud of, uh, mm -hmm. and it's that it's uh, from my first business, uh, Yamp. Uh, you yes. know, the fact that like. The software that we wrote, uh, my co-founder and I, you know, back in 2014, 2015, uh, uh, is still being used right now. By so we got acquired by NiceHash, and you mm -hmm. know, NiceHash, uh, they've became uh, it's been pivotal in their business model that acquisition, and they've became kind of a you know a world leader in mining software uh, and mining pool, and that's what they acquired from us. So uh, to break it down, like to make it super easy. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm super proud that like I've wrote code six years ago that is still being used today and that was you know uh, that has a bigger footprint uh, than myself. So yeah, because if if you think about it, it means that in a sense you contributed to the way miners are securing the the network. So it's a it's a great contribution that you did there. Exactly, and you know even outside of the of the cryptocurrency world, the Bitcoin world. Uh, as a coder, that's a, that's just a hard truth. It's not like mm -hmm. you know when you're a house builder, you you build that building. It's gonna be there in 60 years. You'll be able to walk your kids there and say, "Yo, uh, I worked on that stuff." Uh, <laughs> in, in the technological space, as a developer, uh, yeah. pretty much 100% of the code you write is disposable and ephemeral. So mm -hmm. you know. Even the same software, uh, you know, my current company, Mantle, uh, if you take the code base right now, there's not even 5% of the code base that was there a year ago. And same thing, like yeah. every year, the, the, the full code base changes. Uh, mm. So that's what I mean by disposable. So I'm super proud to, be, to have managed to build kind of a piece of tech that has such a big footprint and still relevant six years after math. Uh, that's like super rare uh, cases uh, as a coder. Yeah, congratulations on that. <laughs> Good job. Um, okay, my, my next my next question would be the the, uh, the reverse side. Uh, what is uh, your your biggest failure? Uh, what is the the worst thing that you did uh, regarding business side and Bitcoin development? What what at some point you you told to yourself, oh my God, what a moron. <laughs> uh, huh. I have a weird conception of failure. It's <laughs> good. not for me no, to answer, but I think yeah, like, yeah, good. like I think the 
one of my most important skills that I have is be able kind of to turn failure into trampolines and bounce from failure. Uh, nice. Because the thing is, I don't like, I, I said it earlier on, I think it's uh, impossible to predict the future. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's more, so it's, it's tough to know where you go. And even if you know you're there today and you say, yeah, that's where I want to be in three months. Or that's yeah. where I want to be in three days or whatever time frame. Maybe in an hour or in a day, you'll have you'll know more information, and where you want it to be is not the best place to be uh, mm -hmm. with that new information. So you have to constantly readjust your targets uh, and your goals. And failure can be kind of just a, a more of a pivotal point, a, a, a you know a, a moment where you needed to reassess that. Because I, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't believe that firmly sticking to what you said all the time uh, will make you do, you know, what's desirable. Because I think, you know, you can do a lot of good things, but doing the best thing, the, the single best thing, uh, that's different than doing the, the right thing. And to do the single best thing, you need to be able to reassess all the time. And I think, mm -hmm. like, yeah, like, I think the ability to turn, like, that failure into kind of reassessment uh, opportunity... Mm -hmm uh is is important so like i'm super happy of where i am right now and the thing is you know never uh, six months ago i thought i would be there never three years ago yeah. i thought i would be there <laughs> and uh you know if every time I, I i ended up going where i wanted uh where i was aiming for i would be i think in a less good spot that i am currently so i think it's more <laughs> about like yeah. the cap capability of of turning failures into trampolines that, that's a very good piece of advice because uh, I really believe that this uh, this applies uh, in in you know everyday life because uh, it's it's hard at the beginning I think this kind of mentality but it's very the key to to progress like to see when when there are some constraints and when things are going against you it's a it's very a moment to 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 stop and like you said it's a pivotal point where you have to reassess what's happening I mean if you are trying hard and it's not working maybe you are not using the right the right path. Maybe you have to, to, to go left or right or above or below, but you have to, to rethink and reassess. It's uh, very, very, uh, very inspiring. And that's nice. So um, maybe what I, I could ask you, ask you as well, say, what, what, what piece of advice would you give to your past self? So, I mean, if you could talk to yourself uh, five years in the past, would you, would you be able to tell yourself, oh, uh, Avoid this, do that, uh, this is good, <laughs> this is bad. What kind of advice you would give to yourself? And I, I'm asking the question because um, I suspect that maybe uh, one, uh, some listeners would be interested to, they'd they, they be basically your, your past self. So maybe they have projects in their mind, but they don't know how to start. They don't know uh, what to do. So maybe if they had some kind of, of advice from someone who did mm -hmm. things, who built uh, what, like, you know, it could, it could help people to empower themselves and, and start building things. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's funny you ask that because there's one screaming thing that like, I would have wanted to know, to, to know, you know, in the past. And that mm -hmm. I, I give as an advice, I, I think I give it as an advice at least five times a week to a different <laughs> uh, that I meet. Okay. Um, I hope it's good then. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, no, it, it is super good. <laughs> it's uh, it's to to get a a a good grand guy. You need a good grand guy, a good CFO or grand guy. And if it's a, a someone that you know, not a consultant, but like you know, some somebody internal as a CFO, uh, a, a good CFO has to pay it himself. It has to pay for itself. You know, just in the money they bring. Okay. So that's not like Bitcoin specific. It's like more yeah. entrepreneurial, but like having a good grand guy and a, a CFO that pays for itself uh, is crucial. Like it's like step one, because like, you know, as an entrepreneur, most of the entrepreneurs, you know, they're not kind of the CFO type of people uh, or, you know, they, they, they don't thrive at kind of filling forms and, you know, uh, sitting down for coffees with ministers and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's people that try to do that. And, you know, it, 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 it changes. It makes a whole different. Like, 
the thing is, even if you're a good founder and you're able to raise money, you're going to be like 10 times more efficient. Like you're going to be able, uh, as, a com as a company that raised half a million dollars, you're going to be able kind of to, uh, to, to grow as fast as someone that has raised $5 million if you have the right grand guy and the right CFO. Um, mm -hmm. And if you're and if your CFO, you know, pays for itself, it's like it's the, the first milestone that you how to evaluate it. Because as a as a founder or even a, even more a technical person, you know, a developer that starts a business, man, the last thing you're able you, to do is evaluate if a CFO performs correctly. So uh, <laughs> yeah, like great, yeah, you need great grand guy CFO that pays for itself. And I would say uh, something that's like always undervalued, but like. The most important thing is not money, uh, and it's it, it, like it's your team, yes, but more importantly, your mentors in your team. So you wanna you wanna be able to have great mentors. Uh, that's like more important than the rest. More important, like it's more important than what your business wants to do. It's more important than like <laughs> like who works, who does your who does your code, and who do, does what. Like having mm -hmm. great mentors is good. It, it, it's good for to make the business successful, but even as a person, like. It makes you a better person faster. Yeah, but, and uh, yeah, so I would summarize as like bringing the right people with you will help you very grow faster more than anything yes. else. So more tangibly than that, a good mm -hmm. grand guy consultant and a, a like one or two great mentors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, and and those like mentors people twenty to thirty years older than you that you would want to be yeah. like them in twenty thirty years. And the thing is, if, they, you, if you pick them correctly and they did a great job of mentors, you'll be there in 10 years where you wanted to be, <laughs> or they were at uh, 30 years older, you'll be there in 10 years. Uh, okay. And they should aspire for that. As a mentor, you would want them <laughs> to be there 10 years uh, ahead of time. Mm. So uh, do, do you see yourself as a mentor in five or 10 years? Uh, I started... Uh, I started mentoring like there's two businesses uh, that I've invested in as an angel and like uh, act as the as the mm -hmm. mentor. Uh, so, you know, I, I started, but like I'm not that good of a mentor compared to how good my mentors are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I want to be better. Uh, yeah. That's, and I think uh, yeah, I'm working on a pivotal project for 2021 to uh, okay. kick that second gear. Yeah. OK. OK. Very, very, very interesting. So uh, mentoring and, and using the right people at the right place is a, is a, good, is a good help that you would. But uh, th does this apply when you are like starting, when you have, when you have totally nothing? Or is it, is, I feel that this, this advice is more when you have a, a clearer idea of what you are doing. I mean, when, you, when you're at the beginning of, of your ideas of your project, uh, I imagine that the C4 is a bit too early. But CFO maybe. But the the grand guy, the grand consultant. And what 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 is exactly the role of the grand consultant? What why what 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 is um yeah what is his role exactly? How would you explain that to someone who does not know what what it is? Uh, the the grand consultant will make two things for you, okay? Uh, he will uh he will make sure that like you can have as much. Every time you spend one dollar, you can have as as much back of that dollar with okay. like uh, program and incentives and uh, uh, yeah, program and incentive. So that's the first thing he's gonna do. And second thing he's gonna do, uh, he's gonna help you uh, through navigating in uh, the different RFPs. So you know, there's like mm -hmm. government and big companies are like, I need that kind of stuff, or uh, you know. Uh, and then, yeah, you, you're going to be able to, to capture value there. Yeah, so th this guy is like plugging yourself where there are needs. So the, the RFP, if I'm not mistaken, it uh, stands for Research for, for, pro for, for Proposal. Uh, a request. Request, request for, for Proposals. Proposal, yeah. uh, sorry. So it means that a company has, a, has an internal need uh, of development. They are looking for someone to fill this need. So they are requesting yeah, people to Yeah, they identify the internal problem. And yeah. like they're asking. People come solve that. That's my problem. They, like, they already put the work ahead of time to kind of define what's mm. their problem. They're like, yo, yo, come help me. So uh, and you know, there's dozens of that. Like, yeah. like big companies, like, like for one example, like Bell, they have a department of like tens of people just 
like replying to RFPs uh, all over the place. Okay. <laughs> That's one company, right? So they, okay. there's not every RFP that applies to them. But so, uh, you know, having a grand guide that's going to help, you know, file the, the one or two or three most relevant in the year. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a leap forward for some startup starting. Yeah, because you are directly filling a need, uh, solving a pain. So it's really helpful to have that kind of information and that kind of, uh, of plug. Yep. OK, very, very cool. Thank you for those advice. Um, I, I would go back to, to the present moment. So you've, you've built uh, many, many companies. You are consulting for different uh, companies now as a, as a blockchain expert. Um, could you describe uh, what is your present challenge? Uh, what are you working on for the moment? What, what is it like for, for someone who's been uh, an OG in Bitcoin to, to live now? What are you doing? What is uh, your challenge? What are you facing? What, what do you plan to do in the future? Maybe start with the present and then we can, we can mm. try to, to project ourselves. So I've been tackling the same uh, big challenge uh, since um, end of 2016. So mm -hmm. I've been attacking, tackling the uh, enterprise of adoption of blockchain technology. Uh, so kind of accelerate that. Uh, make, you know, that the innovation that powers uh, Bitcoin, make it relevant for, uh, for enterprises. Uh, so mm -hmm. I've been tackling that for the past four, four and a half years. Uh, still am. Um, so that's kind of the, the, the problem I'm chasing. I call it, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough one. It's a tough nut to crack. I call it, uh, you know, that's my bear fight. Like I'm, I'm fighting a bear right now. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a, it's a tough one, but, uh, you know, I have good support and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's going decently uh, in those regards. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's, the, that's the bear I've been fighting for four and a half years. Uh, you know, current challenge, um, like, the, it was tough. It was tough. Uh, it was tough to, uh, to reach uh, milestones and targets. Uh, in 2018 and early 2019, because uh, uh, the the crypto bubble bursted, and you know the, yeah. the whole the whole the whole industry was like super cold. They called it the crypto winter. So during crypto winter, mm -hmm. uh, you know, enterprise appetite wasn't there. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. people that would do the financing, uh, you know, they had like negative appetite. They wouldn't even touch uh, you with ten foot pole uh, if they heard yeah, the yeah. word uh, blockchain or crypto. So you know, uh, mm -hmm. like, was a, a tough kind of place to be in and you know it, it, there were, it, it, it uh, resulted in somewhat of a purge uh, in companies that are still there today and that you know are bigger than they used to be when the hype was there um, mm -hmm. okay yeah so now you know the, the storm has passed a little bit but that was like mm -hmm. a, a huge challenge so 2018 and uh, uh, you know Q1 Q2 of 2019 um, currently 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 uh, like what, when when you arrive Monday at work, what 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 will you do that is uh, blocking you? What is your current blocker? So currently, I'm working hard uh, with a grant guy because there's a deadline. <laughs> uh, so I'm apply I'm applying for a big grant uh, on the fourth. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's uh, started. That, that's funny because uh, you know it's a tech grant, like it's a it's a tech grant and they put it kind of uh i don't know if it, if it, if it was voluntary uh, but they put it uh, there's like a geek reference in that because the 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 deadline <laughs> is, uh, is on star wars day <laughs> may the fourth be with you oh yeah <laughs> maybe maybe we don't know <laughs> so i don't know it would, it would be nice if the government is that thoughtful <laughs> but yo, so, so yeah i'm working hard on, on that grant and uh you know, one uh, one of the uh, I told you about like two companies that I'm uh, that mm -hmm. I invested in and that uh, I'm mentoring. So you know, one's closing a a big fundraise in the next couple of weeks. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, uh, so uh, you know, a lot of uh, lot of support that I want to give there. Uh, uh, yeah. But outside of that, yeah, man. So, sorry? Tackling, tackling it out, but like outside of like you know the, those those small you know micro things, uh, uh, I, I, I'm I'm super hopeful with the uh, enterprise adoption. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I, over the years I've managed kind of to identify uh, like identify and articulate two or three uh, uh, 
super uh, precise value proposition, you know, turnkey and, you know, you don't sell blockchain, you sell directly benefits. You know, you don't, you don't even mention the word blockchain before five minutes in the meeting. So uh, okay. I'm super uh, enthusiastic about and like seeing those, uh, those kind of use cases and those big customers uh, be, being flagships that we can uh, kind of point towards for uh, the whole, uh, to progress the whole uh, adoption of the industry. Uh, would you mind sharing what, what are those value propositions or is it more uh, something that is internal to your company? Uh, I can, I, I'll share one uh, with you and the, the listeners here. So uh, uh, it's an offering that we called Clerk. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, it's uh, it's uh, it's an information sharing platform. Uh, you know that allows to kind of to enhance the uh, the, uh, the data privacy of what you share. So. Uh, you know, there's no data duplication and no uh, no kind of uh, sensible information that ever moves. There's only kind of uh, pre-requested insights. So uh, insight sharing instead of like actual data. So way, way safer, uh, way, way better to address uh, data privacy and, uh, you know, kind of a built-in uh, auditor portal in there. So uh, uh, for uh, highly regulated industries, that's like... Um, the super uh, welcome that the regulators don't become themselves honeypots. Uh, I get, I uh, like big uh, insight sharing platform for regulated in- in- industries. Okay, okay, that, that's that's powerful because they they gain uh, additional privacy and then can be more more confident when they collaborate. I imagine. Yeah, no, no, definitely. And the thing is, yeah, the big game changer is like not moving your sensible data stays offline and doesn't move and doesn't get duplicated in an email in a, a platform and then in a in a fax the mm-hmm. data what's being shared are insights Mm-mm-mm. so it's Even like a or hack there's no kind of a there's no uh tracing back to the data so that's a Mm-mm-mm. so like data isolated and then you can have data of data but not the original data in a sense yeah Okay. Okay. Cool. Interesting. Um, so we we talked about a bit about the current challenges. So the the, the rise, the, the the ask for the grant, uh, supporting the companies. And uh, where do you see yourself in three months, six months? I know it's hard to predict the future, but I imagine that you have some kind of a um, of an horizon in mind. Uh, would you like to share it? Uh, where do I see? It's going to be, you know, quite similar because uh, I spend most of my time tackling the enterprise adoption uh, challenge with uh, mm-hmm. with my my company Mantle. So you know, still be working hard at Mantle. Uh, like I hope that by the end of the year, uh, you know, we'll have like some flagship customers. Like we're going to be able to name kind of government that uses that information sharing platform and kind of big enterprises and. Uh, you know, just like use those flagship to accelerate the whole adoption. So that's, mm. that's totally where I want to be. Um, yeah, yeah. And Mantle itself is having a fundraise kind of wrapped up uh, maybe end of June. So, uh, okay. you know, it's, uh, you know, they, they, we'll try to do some uh, press release uh, on that and, you know, st- start making a little more noise. Uh, okay, cool. That's so yeah, um, maybe like yeah, a little, a little bit more uh, communication, more, more public facing, uh, uh, kind of more swag uh, on the mental front uh, in six months, and uh, yeah, a couple of flagship that we'll try to kind of a uh, to point uh, just to prove because right now you know not every enterprises are convinced that uh, <laughs> blockchain is an actual uh, value add as a technology. Like mm-hmm. it, it it's just like the the, the the new shiny new snake oil. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. Makes you spend your money so. Um, like uh, that, that's the that's the bear you are fighting. Yeah. <laughs> like I think it's going to be pivotal once they're mm-hmm. uh, kind of two or three flagship like that yeah. extract value that successfully extract value uh, out of that tech. I think you know it's going to it's going to change the whole industries and uh, you know bo- uh, best practices then are, are you know they're going to be enhanced and uh, you know mm-hmm. then it's going to be a growing te- like it's not going to be an, a emergent technology uh, anymore. It's going to be a grow a growing technology like just like the cloud oh, yeah. is. Uh, or AI. Okay, so the infancy is going to be kind of uh, over. And that's kind of mm-hmm. where my fight with the bear is going to be done. Yeah. So, yeah, and you'll be positioned very in a very good position because you have like this all, all these years of training. You have already the company. You're already addressing the, the market. So you are like in the best position to do this kind of move. It's very cool. Yep. I'm excited. 
Nice, nice. Super, super. Um, so I think I've asked most of my of my questions. So maybe uh, we can relax now. <laughs> um, how, how do you feel with all these uh, these recent events? Are, are you feeling good? Are you feeling okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm super healthy. Uh, business hasn't slowed down that much, and mm -hmm. uh, you know I think mo most of the business in the tech space uh, it's easy kind of to do the work from home shift. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. You know, in terms of productivity, it's not that much impacted. And um, yeah, there's been, you know, many new kind of governmental programs, that kind of stuff. So uh, more work for my grand guy, but that's fine. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. Good. So you are quite enjoying yourself since you have lots of, of projects and lots of, uh, of good perspectives, basically. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, like the, the whole the, the whole current situation, uh, one of the major like one of the thing it's forced is kind of the uh, work from home uh, for more businesses and quickly uh, quicker than expected for a lot of uh, mm -hmm. deciders. And this, you know, uh, also created, you know, more uh, data exchange, you know, from, uh, you know, there's full secure environment to like people on their personal computer using like the internet instead of an intranet, like public stuff, ooh, that's scary. So I think like this kind of forced deciders to give more thoughts over, uh, you know, cybersecurity and then data privacy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the fact that like one of the offering that we're, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that we're uh, strong about right now is in those water, uh, you know, uh, it might end up create some kind of an opportunity for uh, you know <laughs> for you. rolling quicker uh, that value proposition. Okay, okay, very, very, very interesting. Okay, uh, thank you for for all those uh, those information. Um, is there because for me uh, I've learned a lot about about your core business. What what would you say to someone who's interested in in contributing in in this industry? Um, what would suggest him to or her? Uh, as a starting point to, to, to get knowledge about that, what, what would be your advice? Uh, <clears throat> it depends if they are a technical person or no. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, it depends if they're a technical person or no, yeah. So if they're, if they're yeah. kind of a, a technical person, I would say just like hang on, on GitHubs and kind of uh, uh, Telegram channels or... Uh, or uh, Discord channels. Uh, yeah, like get your hands dirty. If you, yeah, as a developer, get your hands dirty and, you know, just just help a project. Even mm -hmm. if, like, you know, help the first project, you see. And this is going to force you to understand stuff that you didn't know, so you'll be able to better judge what project you want to work on. So, you know, just, mm. like, go get up, write blog, blockchain, or, you know, go, go on coin market cap and, you know, pick one of the top 200 cryptocurrencies and go on their GitHub or, uh, you know, I don't mm -hmm. know, like get your hands dirty as a developer. Mm -hmm. As a non-developer, I would say, you know, uh, get familiar with like all the, the digital asset space. So, you know, from, uh, you know, um, ICO to STOs and kind of to those new, those new kind of uh, where that movement is going. So, uh, right. you know, uh, uh, ERC-20 implementation and then, you know, like the, 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 the collectibles with CryptoKitties and, you know, get familiar with that because right now this, I, see, I foresee in the near to, uh, to mid future uh, somewhat of a, uh, of a merger, of a, of a, uh, of a uh, conversion point uh, in, you know, regulations and kind of uh, securities and the, 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 the digital asset space. Uh, there's kind mm -hmm. of, there's going to be a conversion point uh, coming up in the next, uh, yeah, near to mid future. So as a non-technical, I think that's where there's a lot of value that can be captured. Uh, when I say, you know, uh, emergent industry that there's a lot of low-hanging fruit uh, uh, to, to go for where everything mm -hmm. has to be done. That's the next one that I see. And that's the second company that, uh, the, like one of the two yes. companies I'm mentoring are uh, specifically in that space. Okay, okay, okay. So even, I mean, if, if you, for example, if you are, I don't know, a lawyer, you could try to understand how uh, the, the regulation would apply to those new kind of, uh, of securities and try to see uh, yeah. what, what is coming in, in um, like you said, mid, mid to, to near future. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, uh, even, you know, even not, none, because lawyer is somewhat of a technical spot. Because you know you, you need to like law is, is technical, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. but like even if you're like you know graduated in business like or you have interest in marketing, uh, you know marketing has been a, a huge aspect of the whole ICO kind of movement. Yeah. 
most of the value that you know most, most people that made money they were the the, the good marketers uh yeah, yeah. That, that became you know uh popular advisors that kind of stuff uh for ICOs. so uh that aspect is still going to be super relevant on you know how to do uh you know uh they, they should go and read like what's the best practices for uh crowdfunding like equity crowdfunding mm -hmm. campaign and you know get get familiar with like all those movements because the co the next converging point uh is going to go in, in that direction i think okay thank you thank you very much maybe one one last question but just for the fun uh is the the, the halving pricing so for the listener the, the halving is the fact that the issuance rate of, of bitcoin will be divided by two in uh in in a, in a few weeks So uh, some people on the are, are, are arguing of whether or not this this event is priced in the is, is priced in. So what what would be your your ID? It's just for the laws. Uh Normally it's already priced in. Like historically speaking, we've seen that people you know they 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 price it before, and the longer you go in time, and the the earlier they start pricing it in. Uh, mm -hmm. But what's super interesting is you know. The price has been, uh, you know, somewhat stable in the past year or in the past six months. Like, mm -hmm. it's been not too bad. And, uh, you know, whenever it went down, it, it recuperated almost the same week. So uh, I think, like, it's getting less and less volatile. Uh, is it priced in? Yes. Yes, I think. And historically speaking, we've seen kind of a, a drop on the halving day, you know, a mm -hmm. small drop. Um, Yeah, I think it's so, priced in yeah. yet. I think it's priced in yet, but I still think, you know, uh, currently we're at uh, 7,500 uh, US figures for one Bitcoin. So, you know, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll end up the year uh, higher than that. Uh, <laughs> my prediction is like a 10 grand, 10 Gs kind of end of year. Okay, interesting. Well, uh, what, uh, that's very interesting because uh, I would try to, to say that, I would tend to say that it's, it's very hard to, to understand exponentials. So we may be surprised uh, uh, maybe before the end of the year, depending on how the, the overall situation evolves. So uh, we, we'll see if, if, the, if your prediction uh, holds true or not <laughs> in a few months. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much, Pascal, for all this, uh, this information. Uh, is there anything else that you'd like to add to, to this conversation? Uh, maybe, yeah, anything else that you'd like to add? Yeah, get your hands dirty. Like, put put like 20 bucks in Bitcoin uh, and get your hands dirty. Like this, this gonna force you, you know, just to tip your toe. And once your toes in the water, you know, you're gonna be forced to be there because you own some. And that's that's where you know you'll start having uh, uh, more and more advanced reflection. Just the fact that you own some Bitcoin, you'll think mm -hmm. of stuff. While you're walking, while you're, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, uh, taking a shower, and uh, I think that's 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 the first, that's the best way to uh, to to get exposed is by, you know, uh, yeah, getting your hands dirty, and mm -hmm. you know, it's it's not reserved solely to uh, technical people, to developers. Uh, mm -hmm. So yeah, go uh, go and buy some bitcoins, like 20 bucks. Like it's not about mm -hmm. it's not about like the the amount that you buy. It's just like the fact of buying it, the exercise of buying it. So. You know, go, go to your favorite uh, Bitcoin buying app, uh, you know, ShakePay, or walk up to your Instacoin ATM and, you know, get, get 20 bucks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Get it, try, try it. And then, because I yeah. think it's very important if, you, if you're curious about the subject, um, to have some, some, some skin in the game, because it helps reflect uh, a bit faster on, on, those, on those questions. Um, so yes, yeah, I, would, you have uh, I would support like, that. You're more driven. Like the 20 bucks of Bitcoin that you buy is still worth 20 bucks. And then you have like 20 grand worth of drive to kind of uh, get get exposed more to the industry. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for that. Uh, 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 we can stop the, the, the podcast here. So thank you very much. Uh, thank Paul, you for having me. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you. So uh, at that moment, Pascal suggested uh, a last question regarding Bitcoin and uh, altcoins. So here it goes. I have a question for you. <laughs> What yes, is your opinion ahead. with respect uh, to, to Bitcoin and, and, and altcoin? Uh, so, you know, uh, there's always like we have to keep in mind that there's always going to be altcoins. Uh, 
you know, like people, you know, they, they will always want to create their own cryptocurrency. Uh, there's something fun in creating your own cryptocurrency. I think I created like five different cryptocurrencies. Like it's fun to, to create a new cryptocurrency. Um, <laughs> but like to derive value from it, uh, you know, I see there's a lot of cryptocurrencies that like their model is just to force people to use them as the only payment channel. Uh, mm -hmm. So I think like that's kind of weak in a sense because uh, you know they could accept Bitcoin uh, for it or you know they could have their own Lightning channel uh, uh, and, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like force a payment channel is one thing but also force a denomination uh, you know it's weird uh, it's just weird because then you know they can, the code is open source somebody could just fork the code and do a lightning channel integration and then you know <laughs> it would become more popular than the actual uh, in, yeah, some yeah. Case, in some cases and yeah, you know yeah. i think uh, i strongly believe and will keep believe that uh, you know uh, factually speaking bitcoin is king it's always been domin dominant in their market value uh, and you know i think it will remain this way uh, as long mm -hmm. as you know cryptocurrencies are out there so yeah bitcoin is king uh, for sure and you know there's a lot of the thing is, you know, it's a strange technology, uh, blockchain and cryptocurrencies, because, you know, they are decentralized technology. So, you know, this means that there's a high importance in, uh, you know, the, the, the community and like how it's adopted and, you know, how many people uses it. And the thing is, Bitcoin is the, the, the number one, uh, you know, it has a stronger support and, you know, it, it's more immutable than others because there's more kind of financial backing uh, into it. Uh, there's mm. more kind of a big, there's a bigger bug bounty if you're trying to hack it. So uh, <laughs> it's just like the, the most solid one. And even in price changes, uh, you know, a good analogy like saying is like, I see like, you know, it's like all the cryptocurrency space, they're like boats uh, on, uh, on the sea. And uh, like Bitcoin is like, it's, it's, it's the tides, right? The tide yeah, rises, <laughs> every, every boat, they, 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 they go up and like mm -hmm. the tide goes down and like, you know, everybody, uh, every other ship goes down. So uh, mm -hmm. Bitcoin's like, it's in, the, it's, it's in its own class uh, in terms of Bitcoin. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, I see it as the tide. Bitcoin yeah. is king, okay. it's the tide. And, you know, uh, all the others, they, they float on Bitcoin. And even semantically speaking, to acquire those altcoins, you need to buy Bitcoin first because in the exchanges, so few of them, they have direct pair with fiat, right? So you need kind mm -hmm. of to, to go through Bitcoin. So it's yeah. just further down reinforces that like Bitcoin's like the, the you know, the, 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 the king uh, in that world. The, the mothership. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I would add to that for, for the listener that if, 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 if the listener is interested in cryptocurrency, I would strongly suggest uh, to not uh, uh, look into altcoins before having understood Bitcoin, because, uh, like you said, it's 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 the tide. So it's it's important to understand the tide before trying to 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 use the boats. Thank you for all this. I will keep in touch and I I keep you posted with the with the article when it, when it's finished. Thank you very much for your time. Perfect. Pascal. Have a great day, Manuel. Thanks. You too. Bye.